Every week on the Marketing Made Simple podcast, we give you the tips and tricks you need to make your marketing easy and make it work. And one of the best ways to create great marketing is to clarify your message using the Story Brand Framework, which shows you how to invite your customer into a clear story with great marketing, positioning them as the hero and you as their guide. So if you are ready to overhaul your marketing and messaging using the StoryBrand framework, you need to register for our upcoming StoryBrand Marketing Workshop live stream, which is February 28th through March 1st at storybrand.com slash live. What happens is over two days, we take two days and you can actually through that process, clarify your message and create a marketing plan to grow your business. You get a coach that will come alongside you so you know you're doing it right. It's so easy and it's just two days. Register now for the StoryBrand Marketing Workshop live stream February 28th through March 1st at storybrand.com slash live. The Gold Digger Podcast, hosted by Jenna Kutcher, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. The Gold Digger Podcast helps you discover your dream career with productivity tips, social strategies, business hacks, inspirational stories, and so much more. Here's an episode that I loved and you should check out. It's called She Got Laid Off and Launched an Innovative Virtual Assistant Company. How amazing is that? In this episode, Jenna talks to Bobby Rest set about the virtual assistant space, the challenges she faced in launching her company, why a VA can be totally a game changer for businesses, and how you can get started as a VA if you've always wanted to explore the possibilities of a freelance career. If you want the tips, strategies, and stories that will inspire you to discover your dream career, listen to Gold Digger wherever you get your podcasts. As an entrepreneur, you are running and working and trying to ensure success within your business. And a lot of the times you find yourself doing things that you actually don't want to be doing. And you don't really know exactly where you want to go. You just know, I, I can't stay here. That's why on today's episode, you'll hear from Emily Thompson from the Being Boss podcast to talk about how to slow down and assess what you're doing in your day to day so that you can actually build the business and the life of your dreams. I'm about to start the show. Hello, Hero Makers. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hi, JJ. Hey, Hero Maker. April, I have a very hard-hitting and difficult question for you today. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Put your feet on the ground. Okay. Get right. ready, because <laughs> um, you're going to have to really think about this one. <sighs> okay. Would you rather spend your days on a playground or in a prison? Um, okay. All right. I, Think I before you answer. I feel like this is a trap. <laughs> like, like, should I say, you know, like, okay, well, I am going to go with my, I'm going to go with my gut. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with my gut on this one. Uh -huh. 
I'm going to go playground. Yes. Okay. Good answer. I mean, not that you had to answer Huge. that. Um, I mean, I know you have spent a lot of time in prison and um, <laughs> I think anybody who knows you is like, yeah, you know how to carve a shank. So, um, <laughs> I, it, it's so funny. I That's an analogy that I use a lot of times when I'm talking with our certified communities, the, the marketers who we certify in the story brand framework, our guides, when I'm training them, because we do like a four day training with them where they come in and they learn the story brand framework and learn how to use it to help people grow their businesses, right? And one of the things that I talk about in that training is what kind of products do you want to sell as a marketer, right? Like what kind of packages do you want to sell as a marketer? What type of work do you want to do? Because the reality is for people who are in the entrepreneurial space, the opportunities in many ways are just like so endless that it becomes stifling, right? <laughs> it's like, well, I can do this and I can do this and there's a shiny object over here and I can go do this, da, 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 da. So I say to them, okay, before you even get started, like selling products or anything, what kind of workplace do you want to build? We want to be people who build playgrounds versus build prisons <laughs> because a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you can do that. You can like get into it and all of a sudden the business is running you versus you having fun and enjoying it. And we get into business, specifically entrepreneurs, to be able to build the life that we want to build. And so many times we get into a spot where it feels like we're stuck and the business is running us versus us running the business. So what you're reminding me of right now, JJ, is I just went to Texas and did a training with a company. And we went through the story brand framework, created really clear messaging on behalf of their clients, actually. And uh, we got to the end of the process. And the owner of the company was kind of asking this playground versus prison question of himself and of his entire staff. And so he was like, all right, well, you know, we got into business because we're really good at video production. We're incredible at it. But We've also started selling these other larger packages that include all of the pieces that we know people actually need. And so because we've started selling that more, well, now we're not selling as much of our other thing. And so he's really turning to them and going, which direction do we want to head? Because we could really go either way. And if we are enjoying video work more than these giant packages or vice versa, we need to make sure that that's what our messaging is going towards. That's what our sales process is going towards so that we're creating the thing we want <laughs> within our organization and, and really get the clarity we're looking for. And and that a lot of the times just requires slowing down, which entrepreneurs are, of course, not always equipped to do because they're they're in it. They are in it. They are running. They are sprinting. They are go, 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 going. And it's tough to do. Yeah. And I know a lot of people feel that, especially when you're in the entrepreneurial space or you're in leadership in a company where you've got this direction you think you quote unquote should be going or you have to be going in order to quote unquote be successful. And then the reality is sometimes we don't always have to do those things. Like that doesn't mean we don't have to work hard. It doesn't mean that sometimes we don't have to sacrifice or do things we don't want to do on a day-to-day -day basis. But 
most of us actually probably have more freedom than we think to create the job and the life that we want, which is why I'm so excited about today's conversation, because we brought on Emily Thompson, who is one of my personal marketing crushes, and I adore her as a human being. She is the host of the podcast Being Boss, and she really talks about how a lot of times when we are in business, we have to pause and really assess what kind of life do we want to build, and that involves getting some clarity and making some strong decisions and being able to really dream about what kind of life do we want to build, and for, like you said, for entrepreneurs, Sometimes that's really hard to slow down. And so today, Emily gives some very, very practical tips on how to just kind of slow down, pause, and figure out what kind of life do you want to build? Do you want to build a playground or do you want to build a prison? And I know you're going to love today's conversation. You and I met at the HubSpot Inbound Conference and immediately connected. Here's what was really fun for me is as I began to learn about you. So first we just met as people, like we didn't really know what each other did a lot. And we just met and started talking over common interests and bonding. And then immediately you were like, what if we did this? What if we worked together on this? What if we started building this? And then I started learning about who you are and that that is actually in your DNA. That what you do is actually help entrepreneurs and help people who are getting started, creatives in particular, take their ideas, their passions, their side projects or side hustle and turn it into a full-blown business that they can actually then ultimately build the business and the life in particular that they want. What is it that got you into that area of helping people in that space? Cheese and wine? (laughs) (laughs) Can I say cheese and wine? 100%. 100%. Because you get some cheese and wine in me and I am just all ideas and cheerleading is what happens. I think, no. How did I get into this thing? I ended up finding my way into designing websites. It's a skill that I had picked up in high school. And so I was building websites for people. And I found myself in this really interesting place where I had this skill set. I had this passion and interest that was helping people who just wanted to design t-shirts or be yogis, or um, or be interior designers. And so they needed me for a skill set. And they soon realized that they also needed me for my business brain, because that's not what a lot of creatives have. I have both of those things. I can be creative. I can speak the creative language. I am that person. But I also have this very strong sort of right brain that is all like processes and spreadsheets and numbers. And so I have this really interesting ability to sort of bridge the gap between creatives and business. And I fell into it. I fell into this world where I was helping creatives um, solidify ideas into business plans and creating business models around them. And then to some extent, helping them actually build them. Um, I'm very practical in that I know how to make those ideas reality. I do it for myself and I do it for lots of other people too. What are the, some of the things that people struggle with when they're first starting out? They're, you're creative, you have an idea, you're an entrepreneur, you're starting to build a business. What are some of the things that people then struggle with on the quote-unquote business side of getting the business off the ground? 
Great question. I think it's something that you never really stop struggling with. Mm. I think it gets easier. I think you can train yourself. There's like a muscle you can, you can, you know, lean up, <laughs> I suppose, as you're going along. But I think it's decision making. Mm. I think it's like really pinpointing who it is that you're serving, really pinpointing what it is that you are servicing them with. When you start a business, there are infinite possibilities and opportunities, right? And, you know, I think whenever you have the idea to have a business, you start whittling it down pretty quickly of like, okay, I know I want to help, um, you know, people with dogs who work all day, right? But like, who? Like, really, really who? And it's whittling it down even further into who you're serving, what it is that you're offering to them, and what the delivery process actually looks like. Because again, that's sort of infinite possibilities as well is one of the things that stops people from taking the leap. And then once you take the leap, let's say you figure it out, you take the leap, it stays the problem because you get shiny object syndrome, right? You like you sort of start wanting to go after every little thing, but you've created this model that you need to perfect. You need to make this thing work first or not. And that's sort of a thing too. Like, is it time to leave this thing behind to try something else? And so I think that like the infinite opportunities that come from embarking on an entrepreneurial journey paired with the fact that you got to make decisions <laughs> to to make this thing happen is one of those first big things that you have to overcome when you are starting a business but again it's also something that you have to continue practicing i think the pressure comes off a little bit as you go along but even you know i've been an entrepreneur for maybe 12 years now and there are some decisions that are still incredibly difficult to make. <laughs> yes, yes. I, what you're talking about, I think, is so huge. People often have that paralysis of like, I could go 500 different ways and I can do 500 different things. And narrowing it down to very specific is so key. You know, we talk about that in specifically with marketing. When you're targeting your target audience, you have to be very clear about who you're targeting. If your messaging is not clear, if it's going for too many things, trying to reach every single person, talking about every problem that you solve, then you're actually going to miss your target market because nobody knows that they need you. And so you have to narrow it in. And one of the things we say is good writers know what to write and great writers know what to leave out. And I would say that for what you're talking about in business too. It's that, yeah, if you're creating something for dogs, well, what you can create collars and bandanas and socks and crates and travel tips and training. And, you know, you can do everything and then you're really going to do nothing because what ends up happening is it's like it's so overwhelming to get started. So I love that for people who are thinking about moving to that next level or are even in the beginning or of throws of business. And like you said, or people who've been in it for 10 years and all of a sudden it's like, let's go after these 50 other things because it's shiny and pretty. <laughs> and being able to focus, I think is so incredibly key. As a leader, it can be challenging to align your teams on a shared mission and goals for the year. But with HubSpot CRM, you can keep your marketing, sales, operations, and service teams in sync on one powerful platform that grows with your business and leaves your competition in the dust. Capture leads, boost sales, and engage customers all from one powerful platform. Tools like a unified contact record, help desk automation, and customizable reporting make it easy to unite your team around a single source of truth, which means you can spend less time managing your software and more time connecting with your customers. 
Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash MMS. And now back to the show. For those who have maybe been in it for a little bit, uh, a little while, what are some of the things that come up in your conversations and your coaching that you really try to help people overcome, say, after they've been going for a couple of years? Funnily, I can sort of wrap it into the same one of decision making. And it's sometimes it's not even the overwhelm of so many opportunities, though that can often be a thing for sure. But it's it's almost not making a decision or like actively choosing not to make a decision right now. There's this stagnation that you can find yourself in when you are several years in business where things are going well and you just want to not make decisions for a minute. You need want to not uh, think about that opportunity that just came, you know, up on your horizon or whatever it may be. And so there's this there's this sort of stagnation that comes several years into business. And I'm thinking, I usually see this around six years and again, around like 10 to 12 years. There's like these interesting cycles that we go through as we're building business. And I think just like personally evolving as well, where around those times you get to this place where you've done it, you've proven that you can do it, but then things in the world change. Maybe, you know, let's look at social media, like the marketing tactics that you've been working for or using for the past three or four years no longer work. And so instead of making the decision to try something new, you're like, you know what, I'm just going to keep trying this thing that I'm trying. And hopefully it's just going to come back around, even though I know it's not going to work and I need to find something else. I'm just not going to make a decision around it in this moment. And that stagnation, this, this lack of ability to make a decision, I also see this oftentimes in team members or in like growing a team in particular. Like I haven't needed that person yet, so I'm not going to make the decision that I know I need to make to hire another person to create this additional support in my team. There's this rigidity that we build when things have been going well, when there is time for a transformation to be made in business that we will literally stand in our own way. Yes, yes. It's, you know, I think what ends up happening is change is scary. So we just end up playing it safe and safe, even if safe is just going down a little bit, you know, well, we're only like at 98%. So we lost 2% of where we were at. So we're going down, but it's only 2%. But the reality of like, taking a new risk and trying something new is really scary because it is that it's risk. Something at, is at stake here in the process. And there's actually some studies that people are 10 times more likely to act if they're afraid of losing something than they are of gaining something. And what the study actually is, is that people are more likely to act, do something, if they're afraid to lose $10, then they are to try to gain 100 Both are risks, but people are more likely to like act, quote unquote act, meaning yeah. like hold fast to something if they're afraid of losing that 2% compared to gaining essentially 20, 30, 40%. It's very challenging to move into that. But when we have the courage to try something new and step out, and it doesn't mean you throw everything away. It just means you might have to actually put in a little bit more effort to try different avenues or test different avenues, specifically of marketing or sales or products that you're creating in order to potentially go to that next level in your business. Remember, you 
you were a risk taker when you started. That is in your DNA. That is who you are. You come from a place of being somebody who is brave, who takes risks, and has the ability to jump to the next level. That's all, You've already done it. That's in your DNA. You have permission to do it now. Absolutely. I mean, it is the nature of the entrepreneur, right? And I feel like sometimes someone who's been in this gig for a really long time, I often think like, is can I take this hat off yet? And not like actually literally this hat because I am wearing a hat. But like, but the entrepreneur hat, like, like, yeah. can I not? And no, like not real one. It is who I am. A hundred percent. If I were to put that away, I would lose half of myself. Probably that would be a sad day. Um, but it also is the nature of entrepreneurship. And the only, you know, constant is change, isn't it? Yep. Isn't that the whole gig here? Mm-hmm. And everywhere is that you have to embrace it. You have to continue forward. You cannot let um, any amount of success blindside you to the need to take future action because you always need to be moving forward. We have to embrace constant change. <laughs> yes, which is scary, but true. <laughs> yeah. So then, And it can be fun. Oh, 100%. It, can be fun. it also can be fun. That is true. <laughs> See, that's the other part is that we immediately go to the scary, you know, like our brains yeah. are designed to like avoid the the danger. And so we immediately start mm-hmm. thinking about that. But the reality is, yes, it's so fun. It is so fun to be able to do. I've definitely heard that the sort of body feeling of excitement and fear are the same. Yes. Yep. Right. The, the, the feelings you feel in both of those situations are the same. And so there is some really active mindset shifts that you can make around that as well. If, if you feel scared, why not just reframe it as excited? Yes. <laughs> because if you've chosen entrepreneurship, it's for some element of excitement in your life that you are taking this crazy journey. Yes. So what are some of the tips that you give people who are in that entrepreneur space to not only kind of build their business, but also build the life that they want alongside it? My tip is always to start from the beginning. The energy with which you begin something is the energy with which you will have to sustain it, right? And so if you are just starting out, if you're starting out working 60 hours a week, you're always going to need to work 60 hours a week, or it's going to be a really hard downshift, not just for you, but also for your business if you are going from 60 to 40 or 20 or whatever it may be. So if you are in those really glorious, wondrous days of just beginning your journey, think about that. Think about how much you want to work and try to keep yourself more or less within that box now or it will, like, once your business gets going, it becomes a living, breathing eating entity of its own. And it will demand more if you have not already built some really great guardrails around yourself. So start early as much as you can to imagine what you want that life work balance to be, not just now, but in the future, so that you are building your business from the beginning to support you in building the life that you want to live. If you're already in the middle of it, do a hard, fast break ASAP. (laughs) I would say as much as possible. Um, And this always begins with getting really dreamy. You know, we have uh, we have a worksheet for building a dream day or imagining your dreamiest day. And it is a day in which, you know, you wake up in the scenario that you most want to wake up like, you know, what kind of sheets are on your bed? What is the quality of the light? You know, where are you when you open up those curtains, whatever it may be? And and when you get going, what are you doing? And and thinking about little details, like what shoes are you putting on? That one's one of my favorites because that one can tell you a lot about what you want to be doing. Like if you're not putting on shoes, then you're just going to be in your home office and walking on the beach or whatever it may be. But if you're like putting on your like 
crazy cool boots and you're going out into the world to your chic office, whatever it may be, those shoes can tell you a lot. And so you sort of make this dream day. And the first step of this or the first sort of review of this is how far from your current life is this dream day? Mm. Is it really close? But with just like a couple little tweaks, like maybe your sheets are cleaner, (laughs) right? Or maybe you have nicer shoes or maybe you're going to an office instead of working from home or whatever it may be. Like if it's it's a situation where it's just some small tweaks, like what can you do right now to go ahead and start manifesting this sort of dreamy existence for yourself? Because it might not be very much. You might be, you know, really amazingly close. Um, It's a really big deep dive into like what big directions in your life are pointing in the wrong way? And how can you fix those so that you are moving a bit more towards whatever it is about that that you want? I often find that in those really sort of big different situations, it's not the place or the people. It's like it's mindsets and feelings where you think that you can only achieve this like feeling of beach hut Tahiti, um, this like this feeling of freedom and joy if you are somewhere so completely removed from your current life. And so how can you actually bring the feelings of those places um, and things that you're doing into the life that you are currently living? You are not living to work. You are working to live. And so if you are framing it correctly, it's a lot easier for you to create the playground instead of finding yourself hanging out in a prison. Water to my soul. And I know that it is for our hero makers, for our listeners, because there are many of them who are in this space. They are in the entrepreneurial space. They are building businesses. They are trying to put it all together. And the tips that you gave of the idea of one, find clarity on what you want to do and who you want to do it for, not only in your products, but I would uh, you know add to that because this is the space we come from is your marketing. Because when you get that clear in your marketing, then you're going to be able to reach those people even better. And then the idea that you need to make some choices. <laughs> you need to actually don't be frozen by past success or past failure. You know, find a way to make some choices and move forward, especially if you've seen some success. That what has worked in the past may not always work for you. And moving forward, again, both in marketing and in business, is going to be incredibly clear. And then lastly, just this idea that if you find yourself in a spot where you're feeling that you're not living your best days and you're not feeling like you're most excited about what you're stepping into, you have permission to step back and take an assessment (laughs) and actually look at your life and go, what choices do I need to make? And I do think when we're in those moments that we can start to panic, like when we feel like my life is nothing and I do want to be in Tahiti, but that just advice of like, actually, where are the feelings? What feelings are you trying to achieve? Tahiti gives you a feeling can you achieve that feeling here? And being able to stop and pause and take that assessment of yourself and ask those hard questions and say, what are the steps, even small ones that I need to take in order to continue building the business and the life that I want will change everything. Clarity, making strong choices, pausing and assessing your life. If we all did that on a regular basis, it actually would be incredible for everybody. So thank you so, so much for sharing with our listeners, for being here. And, you know, we love you. We love what you're doing and just continue to do it, continue to encourage and support and empower people to be able to build the business and the life that they want. Oh, will do. Thank you, JJ. This has been a pleasure. I'm going to go listen to my own advice as well. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a constant <laughs> journey, is it not? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I could talk to Emily for hours. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for coming on and just challenging us to really pause and reassess where our business and life is heading, how to build the business and life that we want. And if you are stuck trying to figure out how to find that clarity of how to create and launch new products, new marketing for your business, and you want to apply the story brand framework into your marketing in order to do that, you can hire a story brand certified guide. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to find clarity in your marketing and launch a new way of doing business. Well, Hero Makers, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. In today's conversation, I was really inspired to just pause and identify an area of my life and business that just wasn't working for me. That's really what this did is it really caused me to just kind of step back for a second and go, hey, I've been running at such a high pace and with such even in many ways efficiency and we've been growing and I've been excited about where things are headed, but there are some things that aren't working exactly the way I want, both in the way I'm doing my marketing and in the way I'm living my life. And so I just paused and like Emily said, identified what would my ideal day look like? What would it look like to actually be successful in business and successful in life? And so I wrote down two things, one in business and one in my life, that I could actually begin changing in order to build the business and life that I want. And so that is my actionable step for you. I know that you are inspired by this episode to kind of pause and take a step back. And what you want to do is write down what is one thing in your business or in your work life that isn't working for you. It's not giving you the results that you wanted. And I want you to write that down and begin dreaming about how you can change some things in order to build your work life to be more fulfilling and accomplish your goals. Then I also want you to write down one thing in your personal life that just isn't working for you. It doesn't have to be this huge change where you run off to Tahiti, but do you want to go to bed a little bit earlier? Do you want to spend more time with your kids? Do you want to actually eat more healthy? What is it something in your own personal life that just is not giving you the results that you want? Write that down and begin dreaming about the life you want to live. I know that everybody who is listening to this podcast is motivated, is excited, is doing big things in the world. And those of us who are making a difference are often running at a pace that is not sustainable, and we are not given permission to pause and reassess the way life is going. So today, let this podcast be your permission. You have permission from Dr. JJ, doctor's orders here, for you to pause and identify one area in your business and one area in your personal life that is not giving you the results that you want and begin to dream about how you can change that to build the playground that you want to live in. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. 
Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. 